Hey guys, Jake the Podcast Guy here. Welcome to Teacher Class Off Radio, where CJ Reynolds and a special guest sit down and explore ways for you to be the teacher you are called to be. Welcome to Teacher Class Off Radio. This is the place where we're going beyond pedagogy to become the teachers we are called to be. And on this week's episode, we have my guest, Christina Ellis. Christina Ellis is a best-selling author who believes no student should be burdened by student loans. She has helped thousands, thousands of students earn debt-free education by sharing practical wisdom from her personal experience of earning over $500,000 in college scholarships. And before we get into our conversation, I want to remind everyone that April is National Financial Literacy Month and that the Ramsey Solutions, that's the, the company Christina and I are going to talk about today, is celebrating with their teacher appreciation giveaway, which is so- sponsored by Bard Futures. And so what you have to do, right, you'll see this in the show notes, is that starting April 1st, teachers can go to ChristinaEllis.com slash teachers for a chance to win incredible prizes. They're gonna be giving away two different $5,000 prizes and then three other $1,000 prizes. And this giveaway ends April 30th. You can go right to the show notes. You'll see the link below and you can just click on that and it will take you to the place where you can possibly win some money. But speaking of money, let's get into the show. Well, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Christina Ellis, thank you so much for, for joining us today. For folks that don't know, um, so there's the intro that I will read, uh, but what is, what's the intro? What, what do we need to know to, before we jump into this? Yeah, well, I got my journey started the first day of my freshman year of high school. My mom gave me this challenge and she said, Christina, you're going to be on your own for paying for college. And I was kind of shocked at first. I was like, why are you telling me this? I don't know what I can do about it. But at the same time, I knew that she was just trying to help. She actually said, Christina, you know, if you work hard enough now, you can go to college debt free and go on to a great life. And I got super motivated in high school. I started reading a bunch of books and magazines and resources, just trying to figure out, you know, how can I win scholarships and stand out in the process? I was pretty nerdy about it (laughs) and just applied myself throughout high school. I got super involved in extracurricular activities and just poured into the process. Thankfully, it led me to win over a half a million dollars in scholarships and graduate completely debt-free from undergrad at Vanderbilt and a master's at Belmont. And from that, I wrote two books about the process and have just fallen in love with the subject of money and helping people win with money. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years. And now I'm a new personality at Ramsey Solutions and get to help on a different scale and help people navigate financial literacy. My God. So, I mean, your parents, first of all, how proud are your parents that you even pulled that off? I teach ninth grade and there is like college seems like it's literally Reynolds. That's in like a hundred years from now. Like, why am I even thinking about this now? Um, so real quick, right? Like, uh, like a bit selfishly, if you're talking to young people, um, when do you start thinking about that process? When do you start thinking about like, what am I going to do for scholarships? And for teachers that are that are listening to this, might be wondering about that for their own students as well. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you can start, the better. I'm really thankful my mom told me my freshman year because it gave me time to plan out, you know, what I was going to do throughout high school and be super intentional about my process. You know, I was tell kids like be intentional and strategic. That's why there is such a student loan debt problem is a lot of kids are just wandering into college, not thinking about money, not thinking about how they're going to pay for it. And then they have somebody on the other side going, 
hey, would you like to take out some student loans? And then they just didn't know any better. So it's like as soon as we can start talking to kids about money and literacy and how to be intentional with it, then it's like that gets ingrained a lot earlier. And then they're more likely to avoid the student loan debt trap. Yeah, that that's such an important conversation. I mean, even guys I have, so I, I say guys, I teach all boys school. So I'm always just, that's what comes out of my mind, but, um, or my mouth rather. When they go off to college, it's, uh, it's, you know, they might get scholarships, they might have some uh, financial aid, things of that nature. But then even when they get there, it becomes this game of like, oh, Reynolds, they just like gave me a credit card and a Frisbee for free. Right. And t-shirt. Yeah. And it becomes really, really nerve wracking. And so I think when when we talk about that stuff, then you grow up and you're not quite as financially literate. How do teachers become financially literate? And and before I asked that, I, you know, right before we hit record, I said, when I started teaching, I made $31,000 a year, which in some states is still a lot as an educator. Uh, But in New Jersey, that was not, I couldn't even pay my mortgage with that money. Um, so I ended up working like four to five jobs in the summer doing just about anything I could to just keep the boat afloat until like school kicked back in. So, you know, in, in your experience, how do teachers become more financially literate? Well, I love talking about that. We've worked with a lot of teachers. We're actually doing a teacher appreciation giveaway right now yep. where we're giving away two $5,000 prizes and three $1,000 prizes to teachers just to show that we're grateful for them and what they do. So if teachers want to go to christinaellis.com slash teacher, they can get entered now. And through that, you know, we, one, we have this amazing program in Ramsey called Foundations and Personal Finance, which is a curriculum for high school students. And it's for the high school students, but we've had a lot of teachers go through it and they learn a lot through the process. So, you know, it's for us, it's so cool because it's like the thing that we all wish we had in high school when people look back and it's like, I wish I would have known about investing in banks and how to avoid student loan debt younger. And it's like this amazing, huge curriculum that walks students through the process. So we're hearing from a lot of teachers that they're learning stuff. They're learning how mm-hmm. to improve their own finances. And in addition, we have Financial Peace University, which that's really the core of what we teach at Ramsey is, you know, the seven baby steps. Um, so I can kind of go through that really quickly. Um, so the seven baby steps, it's step number one is saving up a $1,000 starter emergency fund. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people come to us, they're stressed out. They have student loan debt. They don't know what to do. So we want them to start with baby step one, get that emergency fund saved. Baby step two is to pay off all your bet, all your debt using the debt snowball method. So if you have different debts, different accounts, you know, we want you to do the snowball. So you basically pay off your smallest debt first and then um, put, play the minimum on all your other debts. And then once that debt is paid off, you take all that effort and put it into the next debt, pay that off, put it into the next debt, pay that off. And it just kind of snowballs forward. And then after that, we want you to save up an emergency fund of three to six months. Then you invest for retirement. Then you save for your kid's college and then you pay off your house and then you build wealth and give. So we love walking people through these this process so that you know the ultimate goal is that they can eventually you know build wealth, give and just be really successful with their finances. So when I think about that, is that like so my wife and I just started the financial uh the financial peace university, right? So we just started going through that program. 
and I, you know, things are a little bit different. I'm not like quite as strapped as I was as a, as a first year teacher with student loan debt. And, you know, which I think a lot of students don't, I try to talk to my students about this all the time. Like it is, it is a punch in the gut when that first, uh, that first bill comes in and you're like, no, I thought, I thought I was just going to work and like buy sneakers. And now I'm getting <laughs> punched in the stomach by like this, whatever the, the bill is every month. So when you talk about that, is the, for educators, is it like, would you recommend, is it by any means necessary kind of get those funds? So like if you have to get a second job or you have to, you know, you know, get, you know, four jobs in the summer, um, is that kind of the move, do you think, till you can get to a place of you're paying off your debt and you're saving that money? Or is should you be doing that with just the income that you have coming in? Uh, from your regular like nine to five. Yeah, well, if you're paying off debt, we like to encourage you to be gazelle intense. So the analogy is kind of like pretend like there is a cheetah chasing you and you are the gazelle and you are running for your life. So you want to do everything you can to attack that debt. You know, it, work a second job, work a third job, eat beans and rice, you know, sell so much stuff that you're, you know, your kids think that they're next. You, you just want to continue to sell things, pour everything into paying off that debt. And we mm. find that most people pay it off in 18 to 24 months, which is pretty amazing because we've seen people come in with huge amounts of debt and knock it out pretty quickly. So it's a season and just going all in is the best way to go. It's kind of like ripping the bandaid off and getting it over with as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I, I, agree i mean it is uh i think it's the thing that when i get to work with educators all over the world it's the thing that stops people from becoming teachers because they're just like i just can't make enough money and i am nervous that i'm not gonna be able to take care of my family or they're doing a career change but they really feel you know one of the things we talk about with, with our company real rapid reynolds is we're trying to create pathways and pipelines for teachers to be the teachers they're called to be and so when you have that calling what do you do when you're like, but I was an engineer and now I'm going to take this massive pay cut and can I make things happen? So it's really funny to me, um, and I mean that, that when Ramsey Solutions does a survey of 10,000 people, they find that like many, many, many of the, of the millionaires that they've studied were educators. I just, I don't. I'm not going to say I don't believe it because I mean, you wrote it down and you're going to talk about it, but it's like, it's kind of bonkers. Like, can you walk us through that, that idea? Yeah, we found that they're the top five careers for millionaires, which it is kind of crazy, uh, but it just goes to show that it's not about income. It's about how you actually save and invest your money. Yeah. So it's about being strategic and being intentional. Um, I mean, I kind of was shocked when I saw the survey too, because I was like, wow, my my husband's former police and, you know, kind of similar salary, similar yep. starting. And so when I saw that, I was like, no way. But as I dug into it, it's just, it's really about having that strategy and being intentional with your investing over time and consistent. You know, so many people are not consistent, but it's like teachers, I think partially because of the discipline y'all have in your practice with your students that you guys are just super disciplined and saving. And it's just really encouraging to see that, you know, it's not about the income. It was actually surprising because most of the people in the millionaire study, they never even um, had six figures consistently throughout their career. Only 31% of people actually had six figure careers um, throughout their entire career. So it's like, it's really not about income. There's so many different ways you can reach millionaire status. So they're, they're just finding ways to live within their means. 
um, which for teachers probably means they're just eating out of the cafeteria. Uh, it's, I'm sure that whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so can you give like, can you give like a, like a practical sort of like outlook as to like, what would that look like? What are ways to, um, like, I don't, I don't know if it's save money or if it's, um, how are you allocating your funds that you like that maybe you, you all have seen or, or that you saw in the study that are helping educators to make those changes. Cause I, f I just feel like that's, that seems like such a bonkers idea. Um, but like, if we were to give someone like a practical step as to how to do that, what would you say is, is one of the things that you've seen so far? Yeah. The absolute best place to start was with creating a budget. So you want to tell your money where to go versus wondering where it went. So we want you to create a zero based budget where you assign a job to every single dollar and you can break it down into categories and see where your money is actually going. So we have a really amazing budgeting app called Every Dollar, and it makes it really easy because it syncs with your bank account and you can just kind of quickly add it in and adjust things as needed. But I always encourage people, I have so many people say, you know, I tried to do it and I tried to budget for a month and I just suck at budgeting. So I just don't think it's for me. But the thing is, is most people suck at budgeting when they first start. Like it's, it's hard, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. Um, but we usually see that in about three months, people get a good pace with it and they get used to it and they get the hang of it. So if you try budgeting, if you've tried it before and you're thinking, gosh, it did not work out for me, like give it a shot and commit to it for at least three months. Because I mean, we're all in that boat. I've been in that boat where I've looked at a budget and been like, whoo, I'm overwhelmed. But over time it gets easier and you get used to it. And then you can really start being intentional with each category. Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting about it, so we we just started setting that up. And so like for folks that are listening, it's sort of like, you know, Netflix just shows you exactly what Netflix costs. And one of the things we learned was there's stuff we're paying for that we kind of forgot that we were paying for. Like, I, I think I don't go to Planet Fitness, but I help fund Planet Fitness. Um, and so, you know, I forget that that thing is there or that... Um, things in our business, you're just, you think you need, you needed something for a season, you forgot to turn it off. And then it, it like the automation just makes you pay for it. And that's one of the things we really loved about it was this idea that you're kind of, you have a very clear sense of where all your money's going. I love that you said that all of your dollars have a job and that you're, because, you know, you can wait for that paycheck and then it just evaporates and you're like, what, what just happened? Why don't we have like money for dinner or um like paying for the uh bridge toll and to get to philly in change because i'm like i don't i don't know i don't know where our money went i don't know what just happened um right so, a lot of people describe it as like it's getting a raise like a lot of people are like i didn't know i had this much money but it's like when you break it all down you're like wow i actually do have a quite quite a bit left over whenever i'm intentional with each area yeah and that intentionality piece i think is is so important you know especially for educators like they are so diligent about things like lesson plans and you know where every minute goes in class because every teacher knows that if you have two minutes left at the end of the period without something for kids to do, it literally feels like nine years where you're like, I just need, I just need everyone to just sit down, just be, just be cool for two minutes and two minutes is like sitting on hot coals for two minutes. It's, it's difficult. So that just makes so much sense to me. Um, Tell me about Borrowed Future. What What is this? Yeah, well, it's our documentary on student loans. And man, whew, 
it is powerful. I've had so many people talk to me about, you know, how can I get kids motivated to avoid student loan debt? And it's one thing to just talk to them and tell them they should avoid debt, but to see stories of people who went into student loan debt and the struggles they've had at adult, as adults, like putting off buying houses and having kids because their grip was student loan debt. So the goal of the documentary is to expose the toxic student loan industry and it shows how it's really built to work against you, but it also shows that you have the power to overcome and to be successful in graduating debt free. So I'm in this documentary, several experts are in this documentary, and I just feel like so honored, so incredibly honored to work on it because we've seen a big mind shift in a lot of students and going, hey, wait, this this is something I should really avoid, which is, that's been the goal. So, I mean, is this something you were always good at as a kid? Like, did you grow up and like save your money or was this something you had to learn along the way? Like what, who, who was like Christina Ellis as a kid growing up into all this stuff? Yeah, well, one of the reasons it really sunk in with me when my mom gave me that challenge my freshman year that I'd be on my own was that my dad, he passed away when I was seven from brain cancer mm -hmm. and my family, we struggled financially after he passed away. So even though that was hard to choke down, you know, it really helped because she was taking the pain we went through, the struggles I went through as a kid, and she was challenging me to really focus that energy into something good and something positive. You know, she actually said, Christina, you don't need to live in poverty your entire life. If you work hard enough now, then you can overcome all the challenges you went through and go on to a great life, have money and have a successful career. So that was huge, like hugely motivating for me. Mm. For me, you know, it's, it wasn't just that, you know, I inherently was the best student. I actually, one of the reasons my story has been powerful with students is because I wasn't the perfect student. I wasn't the star athlete, but I was such a fighter and really motivated and had a growth mindset that always believed that I could grow and change. So it's like, even though I didn't start out in the strongest position, I was willing to work and fight to keep improving and get better. And I really think that that was like the core of the success was just that fight and that desire to change my family tree and build generational wealth long-term. So there, I love 20 things that you just said. Like, so one, uh, my father passed when I was four of brain mm -hmm. cancer. And so wow. um, growing up in a family that did not have means that were it was always kind of trying to figure that out. And even when I got older, like you, you, you don't really know what your parents are into or like what credit card debt is, but you're like, you know, we always went on a, on a, on a vacation when I was a kid, but like you find out later, like how your parents were able to make things happen. And I didn't, I didn't learn growing up kind of how to be financially savvy. I put myself through college, but then I got into college loan debt and so even now, I mean, I teach at an all-boys school in West Philadelphia. Um, I think the stat right now is about 90, 95% of my students come from a single family home or mom or grandma are working two jobs just to make ends meet. And so when my students are literally going off to college, they just they, they just don't have the background knowledge a lot of times to figure it out. Like, and, and to be fair, you know, in talking to parents, they're just so thrilled that their young men are got into college are going off to college, but that there's not like, you know, most of our parents don't have, uh, like they, they don't have the experience to know, like, what is a good decision? What is a bad decision? So, you know, I, I we kind of hit on this earlier, but I'm just curious, like, what advice would you give parents 
when they are, you know, bringing when when they are they're the sole breadwinner, right? There, there's no one else around to help out, and they are trying to get um, whoever's at home into college and beyond and be, you know, to be financially stable because it, because it's it's like got to be the number one stressor of most people is like is is figuring out your money. So, what advice would you give um, the parents and, and and the guardians of those children? Yeah, I would say have real conversations about money. Like you said, a lot of the parents, a lot of our parents, my mom was in the same boat. They don't feel like they know a ton about money. They may not be the most savvy or the most successful, but if you don't have that conversation, then who's going to have that conversation? The mm -hmm. person giving away the Frisbee or the t-shirt on campus selling them a credit card, the person that's saying sign on the dotted line for a student loan, like somebody is going to eventually talk to them about money and you want to get on the forefront, even if your knowledge is basic, even if you're not super financially literate yourself, encouraging them to dive into research and into those resources can make a world of difference. You know, my mom, she didn't have a four-year degree. She's an immigrant from Venezuela. She was super budget savvy. She was, she's the tightest person I know with her dollars. <laughs> like she could make a, a dollar stretch forever, but she didn't know a lot. But what she did know was to encourage me to dig deeper. You know, she pushed me mm -hmm. to keep finding the resources I needed. You know, she actually had me knock on the door at a local community college at the financial aid office just to figure out questions. That was like my sophomore year of high school. She was like, you need to go talk to someone and you need to figure out what you don't know. Yeah. And so it's like, even though she didn't have that knowledge herself, she was pushing me to find the right resources. And I encourage teachers too, because a lot of your students, they don't have that parent at home. And you can be that person that encourages them to learn about money, encourage your students to go through a budget, talk to them about what you're learning about financial literacy. Like somebody's got to have those conversations with kids and you can be that person. Yeah, I think that that's such a big thing that we talk about all the time on our channel is and on our platform is this idea of like having real world conversations with your students. Like um, there's not a thing in my classroom that we do that I don't know the why behind. Like you have to know the why behind everything. And, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is student years ago um, who was about to fail high school and we had about a month and a half left. He was going to fail uh, senior year. And I go, well, what are you going to do after high school? And he goes, I'm going to be a nurse. I thought, you you know, you know, you can't just like show up at the high school, at the hospital and like nurse people. Like you get arrested for that. Um, you have to have a plan. And so it, we literally like, I had him reverse engineer his life. It was what, well, what do you want? Right. So like, what do you, what do you want to have happen? Do you want to take care of your mom? Do you want to help your sister in the future? Do you want to help your dad out with his, with, with whatever, like your church, your neighborhood, what do you want? And then kind of reverse engineering that. But it was, you know, that, that real conversation, um, it, you know, in that, look, it doesn't work with every single kid that I do it with, but with this particular student, Joe, Joe, it changed his life. And now he's in, he's in schooling to be a nurse and uh, got it completely paid for. And so it's been this really incredible experience. So Wow, that's so powerful. And it's like so yeah. important that you don't just assume that they know. Like you didn't just go, yeah. wow, he wants to be a nurse and he's graduating. He must have something yeah. else figured out. Like you actually took the time to go, okay, he must not know. He must not know. So I need yeah. to have this conversation. And it's crazy, yeah. even with financial aid award letters, we've seen several studies showing that, you know, kids don't even know the difference between a loan and a grant on their financial aid award package. And so even just having those conversations of, 
you know, do you, do you really know? Like, do you, do you know what this is? Do you know the difference? What are those real world conversations that you can bring to light that you don't just assume that they know? Yeah, for sure. And, 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 you know, in, look for even this conversation, whether it's students or whether it's teachers, it's thinking about what do you, where do you want to go with this? Like, why, why would you even want to not have debt? Right. So like when I am able to, you know, at this point, and we're not like millionaires, uh, but we are able to, if a student needs pants for a, a job interview, got you. If someone can't eat that day, I got you. But that's because when you're not strapped, you can find ways to, to, to be a blessing to other people really, and, and to give to folks that are, that might need it. Um, it's just one of the kind of like beautiful things about figuring out your money and then being able to put it to good use. Um, it's one of the things that we've learned over the the last few years. I mean, because I, I used to like spend too much money on kids. And then we're like, all right, how are we eating this week? Uh, you know, we'd eat at the Chinese food joint across the street from my house and like take extra napkins because we're like, look, we might need these later this week. So, it, you know, um, that's so brilliant. Um, look, bef before I let you go, I'm, I'm just curious. Um, is there anything else that uh, before we go that you think would be like that you wish you knew when you were young or that you think that people even that aren't that young um, would be just a good stepping stone, a good starting point for them to kind of head from, I have zero idea what's going on with my money and it just disappears three days after I get paid to this, this world that you're kind of talking about where folks know their dollar is a job. They know where they're going next. They know what's happening. What is a step that you would send them on in the right direction? Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's just important for people to realize that if you feel anxious about money, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like you're not good at money, you're not alone and you can get better. Like you don't have to feel shame around the topic of money. I think that's why a lot of people avoid diving deeper into finances and learning more is they just think I'm not good enough. I don't I'm not good at money. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at budgeting. Mm -hmm. And it's like remove that shame, remove that shame and then be willing to take a chance and put yourself out there bet on yourself to be able to get good at money. And one great place to start is just by watching The Ramsey Show, which we do every day for three hours here. So it's like if you just want to kind of dip your toe in and learn more about money, check out our YouTube channel, listen to us on the radio, and just start soaking in that money content and start soaking in, you know, how people are getting through debt, how people are building their own financial literacy. It's a call-in show. So you'll hear different people's stories about how they're winning with money, how they're struggling with money, you know, what they're overcoming. So I think it can help you build that confidence of, you know, if, if you don't feel great, like it's okay. A lot of people don't feel great, but you'll get there with time, with diligence, with intentionality and with consistency. Yeah. I think that shame point is really important. I mean, it, it's like anything else in your life, right? Like that willingness to be vulnerable, um, and to admit that you don't know something or, you know, cause look, I mean, I have, I have kids I work with, I have uh, adults that I work with that you really just front, like you got it. Cause you don't want everyone to know that your, your stuff's not together, but it's really sitting down and being very open and honest with yourself, even, um, to just admit that, all right, I don't, I don't know everything about this, or I never learned about this. And so I need to get real, but then through that education piece. And one of the things I love about Colin shows, I mean, we, we do a live feed uh, here every Sunday. And one of the things that's great is it's, it's 
I mean, it's anonymous. You, you put whatever name you want, right? It's basically anonymous and you can admit that you don't know what you don't know. And then you can get that real help. And then the beauty of that is however many people are watching similar to your show, like it's, um, if you hear something that resonates with you where you're like that story mirrors mine so much. And so then you can sort of tag along and, and I don't, I think those stories take on a different meaning where you're like, Oh, I'm a single dad and I'm raising three kids and this is what happened in my life. And now how do I figure this out is just awesome. Like what a gift to the world. I think that's just so incredible. Yeah. Well, we um, found that winning with money, it's, it's 80% behavior and 20% head knowledge. A lot of people think you have to have all the head knowledge and the numbers and all of the statistics and data. And it's like, no, a lot of it's just changing your behavior. It's changing how you think about money. It's changing shame and how you view money and your motivation around it and intentionality. So just embracing the fact that it's not just about the numbers, it's about how you feel and act with money. It's just really important. So, let, all right. So I was going to be done there, but I, I'm going to ask you another question. Um, so what, what is the, what's the, like, what's the beginning step to that then? Right. So I think that um, everything in life becomes with that one intentional step, right? So like, whether it's going to the gym or whatever, you're going to start a business, right? You have to have that, that first step. So if we're talking about um, that first step with regards to, to that piece, like what is, what is that for, for folks? Yeah. I mean, the very first step is to make a decision, like an absolute, not just a, I want to change my money situation. I, I hope to someday be out of debt. I hope to someday be a, a millionaire. Like those are just hopes and wishes. Like you need to make a decision and a commitment. And with that, get accountability around you to com commit to something and absolutely, you know, promise yourself, promise the people around you that this is something you're really going for. Um, I mentioned Financial Peace University earlier, which is on, it's available online, but you can also find a local group in your area. So if, if you want people to work through it with you, if you want that weekly commitment, it's available. But I mean, I think that's a huge thing is just foundationally making the decision and saying, you know, no more, like no more debt, no more stress around finances. I want peace in my family. I want peace with my money and I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to do the necessary steps. I'm going to make the sacrifices to make that happen so that like you were talking about earlier with um, the Chinese restaurant and and wanting to give away um, a pair of pants to students. So you don't have to feel guilt in the future. Like you'll know where your money is. You'll be able to give generously and be able to feel that true peace around your finances. Love it. Love. I mean, that is literally like that sense of peace. I don't know that. I, th I think that's something teachers struggle with all the time is trying to just figure out what am I going to do to make ends meet. But knowing that, I mean, if you take that stress away, it that's an, it is enormous. I just think of like my younger self and having two kids, and we're like, so the kids ate, but what are we what are we eating again tonight? Are we eating? Uh, you know, I used to laugh that we would give our kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like every day for lunch. And they'd be like, we're tired of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I would pull out Christmas cookie cutters and I'd say, who wants a snow? Who wants to eat a snowman for lunch? And then we just make a snowman and they were like, what? And then so like, but that's how we got around not having money to have anything else besides peanut butter and jelly all the time was we would eat shapes. Uh, who wants to eat? That is an amazing idea. Like, so, <laughs> I love it. Um, Look, you know, we said it in the beginning, April is financial literacy month. Um, can you just tell us, look, we're giving, you're giving away money. 
and, and to educators uh can you remind them of kind of where they can go and where and where they can try and get some of this uh this this free cash that's flowing out of the ramsey world yeah christina ellis christina with a k ellis.com slash teacher we're going to be giving away two five thousand dollar prizes and three one thousand dollar prizes which i'm just so stoked about yeah which is like can be game changing that is that is a month's over a month's pay for for so many people so Look, Christina, I, I appreciate the work that y'all are doing. And thanks so much for even taking the time to kind of hang out with us today. Um, and where where can folks find more about what you all are doing uh, just on, on the web? Yeah, thank you for having me. You can go to RamseySolutions.com and we have all sorts of tools and resources. We have our courses, we have trusted people we work with. We've got all sorts of articles and blog posts and shows to help you navigate money. Great, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.